Welcome to the Dangerously Divine Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Loren, entrepreneur, life coach, and your new spiritual bestie. We dive deep into all things feminine magnetism, mindset, and empowerment. Prepare to unlock your full potential and activate your feminine gifts. If you're an ambitious woman who's ready to stop playing small, step into your feminine power and claim a life beyond your wildest dreams, then you're in the right place. So go ahead and And turn turn up the volume. You're about to hear juicy stories, inspirational advice, and transformational tips that'll help you up-level your life and align with the divine goddess within you. More self-confidence, freedom, and abundance are all just a play away. Thank you for listening and enjoy this episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Dangerously Divine podcast. My name is Rachel Loren. I am a feminine energy coach and magnetism mentor. I help ambitious women unlock your feminine magnetism and align with your inner goddess so that you can call in all that you desire. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm super excited about this episode, mostly because this is such a huge passion project for me. You probably know from looking at the title of today's episode that we are talking all about how to create a sacred sanctuary space within your home or within any area that you feel you need to be safe and in your feminine. If you clicked on this episode, then it's safe to say that you want to be in alignment with your inner divine goddess so that you can feel that freedom, that flow, that confidence to be your best level self and to call in everything that you want and even things that you don't want, that you don't even know that you need, you want to call them in. This podcast is for the girls who know they were worthy of more, more freedom, more self-confidence, more abundance, more love, more joy, more passion. You're here because I know you want all of those things, but you also deserve those things. So that leads me into today's sponsor, which is my seven-day Align with Your Inner Divine Goddess program. This program is for everyone who knows that they are worthy of more out of life, but don't really know where to start. And that's totally valid. When a lot of us start embarking upon the journey towards our highest level self, we don't even know where to start. There's so many ideas that are running through our head and maybe we get analysis paralysis and we do nothing because we want everything to be and look perfect. And that in actuality is not realistic and it's going to hold you back from all of your goals. But I understand that getting into alignment with a version of yourself that is confident to make those moves towards whatever you desire can be difficult. And it is difficult without setting clear objectives for what you want to accomplish or even knowing what your highest level self looks like. In this course, we use a variety of methods to help raise your vibration and bring that clarity so that you know what channeling your inner divine goddess looks like for you. It's not voodoo. It's not hippy-dippy spiritual spells. There is no wizardry here. It is just seven days of 
feminine magnetism alignment activities that are built for any time, any location to help you get clear on the steps forward towards becoming that divine goddess you were meant to be. Here's three reasons why I love this course and you should too. Number one, it is seven days self-led, which means that you don't have to be available for a Zoom call weekly. There is no live check-ins with me. You are holding yourself accountable and it is seven days of activities. Sometimes there's two and three activities to do a day. You hold yourself accountable for your own growth. It goes at your pace. If you start this program and then you realize you have a PTA meeting or you realize you're going on vacation or you get sick, it is okay. This course is self-paced, which means that you have access to it whenever you please. And that leads me to my second point, which is you have lifetime access to this course. This course can be taken over and over and over again whenever you're feeling out of alignment with your inner divine goddess. There is no end date to this program. You will have access to this whenever you need it. And even when you think you don't, which leads me to my third reason why this course is amazing. It is a single payment course of $29. You only have to pay $29 once. That is likely less than you pay for dinner out. And you get lifetime access to all of the good nuggets inside of this course. And the best part is that I update this course all the time. So you will just be getting information as I feel that they will help you on your goal to becoming aligned with your inner divine goddess. You really can't go wrong with this $29 program, but this deal is ending. The last day of 2023 is going to be the last day that you're able to buy this for this deal. So if you're interested and want to make a quick $30 commitment to yourself, please do so. I want you to learn everything that this course has to offer. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So I mentioned previously that this episode is all about creating a sanctuary space for your divine feminine to thrive. And honestly, I feel like an expert on this subject for a number of reasons. One being that I absolutely love interior design. My nerdiest, dorkiest trait about me is that I love playing The Sims. When I'm having a weekend myself alone in my apartment, I will build in The Sims 4. I'm low-key embarrassed to admit that about myself. I don't actually play and like live out a life and make a character, but I love building in The Sims. It just like helps me be creative and get clear on the types of homes that I would want for myself one day. I know that's a silly reason, but I'll give you reason number two and three that I feel qualified to talk on this subject. So whenever someone comes into my home, they say something like, oh my God, Rachel, the vibes in here are immaculate. I love the way you've decorated the place. Please help me decorate my home similarly. And side note, that was actually what my business was supposed to be. Dangerously Divine was going to be Reiki healing for women as well as interior decorating for feminine energy. 
that is a long way from what I'm doing now. And the universe had other plans for me, but I figured I would incorporate it into a podcast episode instead. And the third and final reason why I can speak on this subject is because literally every single person who comes over to my apartment always ends up crying here. And it was actually like the fourth or fifth time that it had happened in a row where I had to ask my friends or family members or whoever was coming over like, hey, I've noticed a pattern. A lot of people are just coming over and sitting on my couch or sitting on my balcony and crying like is there something off about the energy in this place? Like, is there something off about me? Like, why is everyone crying? And I've actually since then had multiple people tell me that the energy in my home is so good and so feminine that they feel safe enough to be vulnerable and show their emotions, which is so beautiful for me because that has been my goal all along. And not for anyone else, but for myself is to cultivate a home and a space where I feel safe enough to be in my feminine. And the fact that I've done that for myself and other people are able to pick up on that energy is so beautiful. So if you're feeling like your space could use a feminine refresh or you've just not been feeling inspired and good in your surroundings, this episode is all for you to learn how to make your space a sanctuary so that you can feel embodied in your divine feminine energy. My first tip and I have seven, by the way, is to claim your own space. For me, it's a lot easier because I live alone, but I understand rent is expensive, buying a home is expensive. So some of you might have roommates or live with friends and family, and that is okay. If you're listening to this and you have some form of a roommate or a housemate, please do not turn off this episode. This is still going to be for you, and we can still find ways to incorporate your feminine energy into whatever space you're in. But first, you have to claim a space. So for me, it is my whole apartment. If you don't have a whole apartment, maybe you have a bedroom or you have a balcony that your roommate doesn't go out on very often. Maybe you have a car or a desk at work. Whatever space you can make your own, I want you to claim it as yours. So tip number one is make sure you have a space. I love that that tip is short and sweet and simple, but if you have more than one space, you can definitely make all of them feel like that peaceful feminine sanctuary that you want. But I would definitely recommend doing this one space at a time. So choose if it's your apartment, your room, your balcony, your desk, your car, whatever space it is. Do this once and then we can duplicate the process. Tip number two is to cleanse your physical space. Now, I know what you're thinking. Like, ugh, this fucking girl, Rachel, is going to make me clean my space. I don't want to do that. But I'm here to spank you on the butt a little bit and tell you that a cluttered space equals a cluttered mind. And a cluttered mind does not take action on her goals. So if you want to tap into the magnetic side of your feminine power, you need to have a clean slate, both mentally and physically. But here we're talking about physically. And yes, I know it is not the most 
fun. But sometimes there's growing pains in order to reach our most feminine selves. I encourage you to trust this process. It is all setting the stage for your inner divine feminine self to step forward. We have to make her feel safe and seen. And your highest level self does not live in clutter and chaos. I am such a firm believer that our physical environment heavily impacts our mindset. And without a well-organized, inspiring, beautiful space, we'll constantly be reminded of all of the things that we have to do and revert to our old patterns of maybe not doing them. So I'm not saying that you have to become a minimalist or redecorate your whole place. I'm just encouraging you to push past those feelings of comfort in chaos. And side note, I have experienced a depression room before. I understand that there is that level of comfort in just not doing anything and just having your clothes pile up on a chair and not being able to get out of bed. I know that is comfortable, but we have to push past those feelings and think about what would our highest level, most divine feminine self do? What would they do with their physical space? Would the version of you that you want to be live in clutter and chaos? No, I can almost say with full certainty, absolutely not. They would probably throw away anything that they didn't want or didn't serve them or bring them joy. They would find ways to stay tidy so that they limit their daily distractions and can focus their energy on what they really want to do. So anyway, I encourage you to clean your physical space, please. And keep in mind that although this is uncomfortable, nothing changes if nothing changes. Let's get to work on cleaning the clutter of our lives. On the topic of cleaning, I don't just mean giving your space a good mop and doing the dishes. Cleaning my physical space mostly means decluttering, organizing, rehoming, and making my environment just a more calming and relaxing space. For me, a space that always needs a look over is my bathroom storage. When I go through everything in my shower, under my sink, in the cabinet, above my toilet, I will usually find half-used hair masks, separated nail polish, broken lipsticks, hair clips that haven't been used, and tangled up hot tools, just to name a few. And every time when I get ready to go out, I feel so discombobulated and stressed because I have to deal with this mess. That is a low vibe feeling that I do not want when I'm ready to go out. I have to think about what would the next level of Rachel do? She would not have this much shit, excuse my French, and then I just get rid of it. So I encourage you to take this second tip to the next level and not just clean whatever space you decide to have, but also to declutter it and make it a space of peace. My third tip in whatever space you choose is to have activities for your feminine energy to nurture. For me in my apartment, that is a fuck ton of books. There is nothing more that I love than reading. And when I read books, I feel that feminine energy flowing through me 
because that is the life force energy of creation. Someone had to create this book out of thin air and imagine it. And that is one of my favorite ways to tap into my feminine energy is just by reading. It doesn't have to be books, though. If you don't like reading, if your sacred space is in your car, it could be music and having a playlist that you go to when you drive in your car. If your sacred space is outside on a balcony or a patio, the thing you could do to nurture your feminine energy would be to garden or to spend time in nature. If your sacred space is your desk at work, maybe you bring in a photo of your loved ones so that you can feel that nurturing feminine energy. Whatever your activity might be, the goal here is to turn yourself into a pleasure magnet. Find gratitude in things that you might not have found gratitude in before. When your feminine energy is activated by some sort of activity or trinket that you could notice, then you will begin to feel a sense of peace, calm, and ease. My fourth tip for creating a sacred sanctuary is to have real plants. You and I both know that there's probably tons of studies out there that show that real plants can increase your dopamine levels and reduce your blood pressure and decrease stress and increase oxygen. But beyond those scientific factors, simple pleasures of a plant's presence encourages you to create a routine in which you're able to care for something outside of yourself which is sometimes what the feminine is craving. As women, we are natural nurturers and caretakers, and some of us might have giant families and parents to take care of and little children to take care of. Those of us who are single and alone don't have much of that routine in our lives where we're having to care for another physical human being. So having a plant helps motivate positive behaviors like staying hydrated. You need to give your plant water or moving your body. I have a fiddle leaf fig and I read that it needs to be shaken every once in a while to mimic the rainforest winds. It is such a simple activity that can turn on our feminine energy in our homes because we are caring for another living creature. My fifth tip to creating the space of your dreams and being fully embodied in your feminine energy is to have a signature scent. In this episode, we're just talking about your physical space, but I'm sure you have been there where you get a whiff of an ex-boyfriend's cologne and suddenly you're transported to that time and place or you smell a home air freshener that your mother used to use and suddenly you're really homesick. I've always felt that smell has been my biggest memory recaller, which is why I had to look it up. And what I'm about to read is from harvard.edu. Yes, she is a smart girl who does her research. But what Harvard has to say is that smells are handled by the olfactory bulb, the structure in the front of the brain that sends information to the other 
other areas of the body's central command for further processing, odor takes a direct route to the limbic system, including the amygdala and the hippocampus, the regions that are related to emotion and memory. If you want to be like me and have friends that feel like they can be emotionally vulnerable within your space, then yes, this is definitely a necessary step to take. Also, side note, not one that I took intentionally. I am not purposefully making people cry in my apartment. It is just what they feel called to do based on the energy of my space. But if you want to have a space that is similar, you need to make people feel safe. And in doing that, you need to evoke past memories. So I'm not saying to do this in a manipulative way, but have a scent that is your own. And then after a while, your friends and family and whoever you have in your space will begin to feel a level of comfort around you. But even more so than making other people feel that level of comfort, it is important that you feel safe within your own environment. For me, I have a scent called Moso Bamboo by Spa which is a bamboo black music Japanese cypress, which is what the bottle says. To me, it smells a little bit like old lady, but I like that because I want something that feels a little bit more mature. And I find that this scent goes really well whenever I light an incense. And that is so important to me because whenever I am feeling down, like not cleaning my apartment or not doing the things that my highest level self would do. Sometimes it feels really good to manually evoke that feeling and that emotion with a scent. So if I'm not feeling like I'm ready to organize my closet and do laundry and whatever other tasks need to be done to feel comfortable in my space, all I have to do is spray this room mist and then all of a sudden I am almost transported into that version of my life where I do the harder things that I maybe don't want to do currently. My second to last tip goes off of the one that I just shared and this is to find inspiration in the space that encompasses you. If we're being real with ourselves, we probably spend about three or four hours a day within the same space, whether it's your house and you work from home or an office and you go to the office every day, if it's the beach because you live by the beach, if it's your car because you commute or you travel, whatever the reason might be, there is at least one space where you're spending pretty much majority of your time and to make it feel good, we want to find or make inspiration out of that space. At this moment, I'm going to paint a little picture of my apartment for you so that I can better display how to do this. First, I'm looking at a beautiful pink pot with a tall ass houseplant in it. And mind you, I got this houseplant when it was just a tiny little thing and I have really not had to do much for this houseplant, but she is just thriving and she shows me how tall I can grow and that growth is inevitable. Then moving over to my window, I have a pink disco ball on my window shelf. 
which reminds me to just light up my own freaking world. My apartment does not get a ton of sunlight. So when there is the smallest sliver of sunlight in my apartment and it reflects off of that disco ball, it just reminds me that anything is possible. This is probably cheating in the case of this exercise, but I have a letter board on my bar cart which reads, focus on the step in front of you, not the whole staircase, which it's pretty obvious what that reminds me of, but it provides that inspiration to me every day when I look at my bar cart. Lastly, on my coffee table, there are a ton of this year Vogue magazines. And I am not really a high fashion girly, nor do I care about what is going on in the news. But having a Vogue magazine on my coffee table just reminds me of the kind of person that I want to be. I might not look at the Cartier ads to buy for myself, but I am looking for that next version of myself for whatever future Rachel wants. And I know that future Rachel wants to stay inspired as well. I'm providing her with all of the cool ass girl Vogue magazines that she can get. I hope that my examples did a good job at explaining to you that your space should be inspiring to you. And you don't need to go out and buy things to make yourself feel inspired. Just look at the things around you and see if you feel any sort of connection to them or if you want to feel a connection to them. My seventh and final tip goes hand in hand with the last one of finding inspiration. But my seventh tip is to have little trinkets that remind you of your power. For me, this looks like crystals. All along my windowsill, on my TV stand, and all throughout my apartment, I have tons of crystals that harness different powers. I'm just using this as an example, and you don't have to be super witchy or spiritual to do this. But the objective here is to remind yourself of all of the feminine power that you hold within. I also have photos of me and my friends printed out on my bookshelf. And that reminds me of what a feminine magnet I have become in making lifelong friendships with beautiful, wonderful, successful women. Your trinkets could be skincare and maybe you have a whole cabinet collection full of things that make you feel beautiful. Or maybe your trinkets are a collection of shoes that you feel super empowered in when you walk in. Whatever your little trinkets might be, have at least one, two, I would recommend your entire place. But have at least a few things in your space that feel like you. It often takes a long time to curate a space. So if you find little pieces that make your space feel authentic to you, then you should keep them and find more. I hope that this discussion today has been a reminder that a sacred safe space lies within each of us and we just have to find it, nourish it, and embrace it. At the end of the day, it's all about honoring and celebrating the divine feminine energy and creating a safe and loving sanctuary for her, aka you, to empower yourself to lead a more balanced and fulfilling life. As we close today's episode, I want to express my dearest gratitude to the incredible listeners. 
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Your support means the world to me. And if you found today's episode helpful or beneficial in any way, please share it with someone who might also benefit from these insights. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Dangerously Divine podcast. Your feedback helps fuel the mission to spread wisdom, inspiration, and love to all of the feminine goddess out there. As you continue this journey, please remember that your sanctuary, wherever you choose, is a deep reflection of your inner world. So take care of it, nurture it, and watch it bloom to help you live a more balanced and fulfilling life. Until next time, this is Rachel Loren signing off from the Dangerously Divine podcast.